Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. Continue to see a mix of uh, things out there in the field this week. Uh, got a chance to get up in the air again uh, um, with Mr. Feaster up at El Paso. And again up there, if we're north of town, we could see uh, areas in the cornfield and the bean field under a lot of stress from the lack of uh, moisture. As we move south, closer towards El Paso, uh, a lot of that would uh, clear up in a situation where you can tell, again, as we talked about last week, we're three, four, five miles making a big difference. Uh, seeing those uh, north of town, those uh, scorched areas in the cornfield, the dry pockets, and uh, starting to pick up quite a bit of stress on some of the soybeans up there as well, as far as you can see it from the air. Of course, you can see it from the road now and some of the soybeans itself. Uh, from there, we moved on over into the Sonoman Forest area, and boy, the crop looks pretty good over there. Um, we got rained out of the field while we were over there, and that's kind of been the story pretty much all season. They've received rain even uh, before they needed it, uh, unlike some other areas, and we, we yield checked some strong yields, 220 plus. Um, we do need the rest of the season because we're, we're a long ways from finishing up. But seeing some pretty strong pollination and some big numbers from the corn, even the mid-May uh, planted corn has some real good numbers to it. We are going to have to take out some of the drowned spots, but overall uh, I was somewhat impressed with both the corn and the bean in that area itself. Moving south uh, towards Decatur, on the south side of Decatur, again back in the areas we're um, dealing from some pretty dry pockets with ears hanging down prematurely. Uh, and uh, not filling very well. We did see some southern rust in the corn south of Decatur. That's the first southern rust that I've seen. I've been looking for it because we're getting a lot of reports about sightings of southern rust. That was some of the first southern rust that I've seen out in the cornfield. The particular field they were in was a very early maturing variety, was already at black layer, so it wasn't going to make that much difference in itself. But southern rust, again, being a lot more aggressive than the northern rust, which we seem to have all over. We did finish out the week in the Danvers area. Again, saw some pretty decent corn there in that 190 to 230 range. Um, again, what's keeping uh, yields down uh, typically is ear count. Uh, the ear count's not as strong as what we'd like it to be. Um, most areas did receive rain here in the last two and a half, three weeks, even the dry areas. Uh, and that late moisture is going to be a big push for these uh, corn fill and definitely for the soybeans. Uh, prior to that rainfall uh, in the dry area, I would put my money on the early maturing beans that were planted early. Let's say your two sevens planted in April um, because they were hanging onto the pods. Now with moisture in a lot of those areas, and especially here, we've seen almost three inches in the last um, two and a half weeks. That changes the game a little bit. I think we're now starting to look at the later maturing beans to be uh, probably better because we're going to have better pod fill, um, better bean size potentially, especially if we could pick up a couple more rains to finish that out in itself. Uh, again, as we look at this crop, we do need some rain from those later beans to, to bring it on through versus uh, just shutting off right now. But you can see the, the areas that their water has shot off now for the last month and uh, that we're holding together pretty good. They're finishing under the pressure itself. Now, we did uh, hear of soybean aphids in northwest Ohio in the beginning of the week, which is a concern. 
will they make it here to Illinois? And then by Saturday, we had reports coming in from the Wasika area that we have above threshold aphid levels in these later beans. So we're talking your 3-6 to your 4-2-4-3 beans, especially if they were planted in May. They're not out of the woodwork from that scenario because most of those are just at R5. We're going to have to watch them all the way through R6, and if their seed beans are six and a half. So again, we think about that window that we're sitting in, 250 aphids per plant or any type of stress that the aphids would be showing in the drier areas itself. So be on the lookout for soybean aphids, again, in your double crop beans, your later maturing beans um, that aren't to R6 and a half yet we may have to treat. Uh, again, um, aphids are something that's coming in late, but it, it may take the top end out of those late beans if we let it uh, let them go. Beans that are starting to turn, of course, are ready in that R7 maturity and treating those. But make sure it's not the aphids that's causing them to turn. Okay, think about you know when do we need to shut the irrigation off? Well, we need enough water to get corn to black layer, and we really need to get these soybeans up through R7. So situation, make sure they're not turning because they're out of water. Um, make sure that there's enough water there to keep them to the longest fill that we can get both in the corn and the beans itself. But we want to be on the lookout uh, for the soybean aphid at this point. The guys have set September 7th. It's a Thursday for the Yield Monitor Clinic here at CropTech. So... Uh, if you want to come in and learn about calibrating your yield monitors, making sure that you got the latest uh, version of your software and making sure that your monitors are set up right, the guys will spend some time and they'll go through each of the monitor types and try to make sure everybody's on the same page. If you got new uh, operators and you want them to learn how to calibrate that combine so we got good spatial variability when it comes this fall to looking at the maps, that's a good meeting to send them to. It'll be here at CropTech itself. So you should be getting the invite emails. And if not, give the office a call and they'll set you up. You know, it's situation, let's let's take some time and get some good maps, especially for you guys in the dry area. We can identify those dry pockets, might be sand or gravel lenses that we can start to then put into micromanaging that map. We can now change populations on a lot smaller scale than what we used to. So this would be a good uh, one to attend to make sure everybody gets off on the right start as far as the harvest goes. With that, keep her safe, keep her moving.